1: This is The Rich Eisen Show. Touchdown, Mike Evans! Touchdown, Tampa Bay!
3: Mike gave it away. He goes, man, I'm sorry. You, Chris Brockman, say...
1: The Rich Eisen Show. ...that the
3: fan... Should have held out for more. Get him a helmet or a couple jerseys or some
2: other stuff. What's a half million dollars to Tom Brady the Bucks could scratch that check and get the ball back for him?
1: Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Coming up, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Plus your phone calls and more. And now, it's... Rich Eisen. Hour number
0: three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Already uh, great chats with Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Media Group and uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, heard of him. Yeah, Ooh. I heard of him. Uh, interesting chat. Very positive. Says he, he. number of times that he said he's excited about the challenge of playing on Monday Night Football and the challenge of showing uh, everybody that the first seven weeks are not who the Chiefs are and that they'll look back on another championship run and say, remember those seven weeks? Those were tough. That's what, uh, that's what teams, championship teams are made of. I lost track of how positive he was in the number of times how he was talking positively for a team that hasn't uh, been on the positive side of uh, 500 except for that week one victory over the Browns. That's it. It had been two years since they were under 500, and now they're under 500 for a third time this year. So if you missed any of that, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich or obviously um, check us out on Peacock. When this is over, we repeat here as well. 844-204-RICH uh, is the number to dial. My four downs, as I chronicle every single Tuesday here uh, on our program, is still to come. Daniel Jeremiah was also in the first hour. We had a good chat with him about Monday Night Football, during which, on the Westwood One coverage, halftime, um, our next guest appeared. Uh, once again, good friend of uh, ours and this program, and of course, NBC Sports on Peacock kicks off with his pro, foot t- pro football talk live every single day. PFT's own Mike Florio back here on the show. How are you, Mike? Doing great, Rich. How are you, pal? I am doing better. So, uh, what's the uh, what's 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 the latest on the Deshaun Watson uh, trade? Is that popping?
4: Is that popping out of the toaster before the storm? What do you think? The calm before the storm. I think. I don't know. I've been trying to. Rattle the cages a little bit to see what may be going on today. Haven't heard anything back yet. The owners are in New York City. Stephen Ross was asked about it and wisely said nothing. The Dolphins owner can't say anything about a player under contract with another team unless he ends up potentially finding himself in trouble for tampering. So, you know, he'll be in the room with Cal McNair, the owner of the Texans, David Tepper floating around, the Panthers owner, and the Dolphins and the Panthers continue to be the two teams that people are paying the most attention to. I got it 75-25 Dolphins over Panthers, but I think it's going to get done by next Tuesday. You know, I don't know this, but I'm surmising based upon the various things I've heard, the things that people like Nick Casario, the Texans GM, and David Culley, the Texans coach, have said this season. They talk about taking it all day to day. I think at some point somebody – now, they could renege on this, but I think somebody told Watson they were trading him before the deadline, and I'm going to be surprised, very surprised at this point if it doesn't go down.
0: What do you mean somebody told him just like, hey, sit tight?
4: bear with us, don't show up and say, here I am, I want to play, because you can't put a guy on paid leave unless he's okay with it. That was the blowback to the Terrell Owens situation from 05 when the Eagles eventually sent him home for the rest of the year and say, we'll send you your paycheck, just get the hell out of here. Keyshawn Johnson had that happen to him a few years earlier. You can't do that anymore. You've got to have grounds to suspend a guy without pay. You can do it for up to four weeks, and that's it. You can't just pay a guy to go home. So he's got to be on board with it. So, you know, if they don't trade him by next Tuesday, I'm not saying that he's going to do this, but in theory, he could show up on Wednesday and say, I'm ready to play some football, and that's not what they want.
0: Right. So what's why isn't he on the commissioner's exempt list already? Is it because the Texans have him on the Texans' exempt list, and he's got them uh, on the Deshaun Watson exempt list, you know? Um, or Or there's no grounds for it just yet, which clears the way for a trade. What about it's
4: that? a situation where make no decision until you absolutely positively have to. And I've had this told to me a couple of different times when I've poked around with the league office because the Dolphins actually contacted the league late August when this all first bubbled up because it looked like it was going to happen. There was that moment where the Texans had to decide, are we going to actually devote a roster spot to Deshaun Watson and have 52 guys on the team? What are we going to do with Deshaun Watson? Well, if you trade him, you got your 53-man roster free and clear. And it almost happened then. Texans wanted more than what the Dolphins were willing to do, but the league made it clear then. We're not telling you anything. We haven't decided. We're not going to decide until we have to. And whatever the circumstances are, Rich, at the time he's traded, whatever is going on with the criminal cases, there are ten criminal complaints that have yet to be presented officially to a grand jury. They will be at some point. Maybe he'll be indicted. Maybe he won't. We don't know how that's going to play out. But then there were the 22 civil cases. They almost settled them a few months back. The talks broke down over the issue of whether or not the settlements would be confidential. You don't get to that point if you don't have a loose understanding as to what the payment would be. That's not how it works. You you don't jump forward to other issues on the docket if you don't have an understanding of what the payment will be. So those deals could be done at any time. 22 cases could be resolved like that. And if the commissioner is considering what to do with Deshaun Watson, and he's resolved the 22 cases to the satisfaction of the 22 women who have made their complaints. That may counsel against putting him on paid leave while they wait to see what happens with the, the criminal situation. But at some point, the dust settles on the legal stuff. And that's when Watson faces a potential suspension without pay, like what happened to Ben Roethlisberger in 2010. He was sued once. He was accused another time. Never charged with a crime but he ended up being suspended six games, reduced to four. I think that whoever gets Deshaun Watson has to expect at some point he's going to be suspended without pay for the, the loose understanding of six games.
0: And also he's the one back in you know the spring who was insisting on having no confidentiality, right? It's not like he's the one saying I'm going to settle everything and nothing will ever get out. He wants everything public, at least that's what he was saying then. Has that sh- stance changed in your estimation or knowing? Because that's another thing a team that's going to want uh, to acquire and would want to know, like, you know, what is going to come out, right? Like, what are we going to now own uh, through acquiring this player, right?
4: The, the usual stance that the party who is writing the check will take in a case like this is to insist on confidentiality because whether it's a corporation whoever yeah and and usually it's corporation i mean you know most of the cases are brought against somebody with money yes or an insurance policy otherwise the lawyer's wasting his or her time they always told us in law school there's three things liability damages and collectability you can have a great case And you can put on the blackboard, if they have blackboards anymore, all sorts of dollars that were lost. But if you can't get any of it, it doesn't matter. It's a waste of your time. So the corporations that end up being sued, they don't want people to find out how much they paid to make a case go away, because that's an invitation for more of the same. So they always want confidentiality. Watson didn't want it here. His lawyer, Rusty Harden, has fought against confidentiality. The lawyer for the plaintiffs wanted confidentiality, and that sends a message that whatever the amount is going to be, it's not all that much, grand scheme of things. And the lower the amount, the easier it is to create the perception that he just just had his reckoning on this, gave the individuals some form of compensation, but ultimately not the kind of payment he would make if he was guilty of some sort of heinous conduct. And I think that's an important distinction, that he's the one that's saying, I want all of this to be open because it it is almost always the other way around.
0: But you think one week from today we're going to see Deshaun Watson in a different uniform and and then he will be ready to play? Like, let's just say it's Miami in, in their week nine contest. It's entirely possible. Yeah, against the Texans, it's entirely possible he goes.
4: It's entirely possible. Now, how long does it take to get him ready? I don't know. Will he be put on paid leave? We don't know. I I don't think he will be, but we just don't know. The league hasn't sat down to make a decision. Now, they've interviewed a lot of the individuals who have made their complaints about Deshaun Watson. And, you know, there were some comments from Tony Busby, the lawyer who represents the 22 individuals, that they thought they were disrespected by the league and and or by the investigators and you know sometimes that happens when you're asked tough questions about your version of events and you don't like being pushed and you don't like holes in your story being challenged and you start to think they don't believe me and they're just you know they're just asking tough questions and if they don't like tough questions when they get questioned by Rusty Harden in their depositions and at trial it's going to be a hundred times worse but that that made me wonder whether or not. They came out of that interaction getting the sense that the league maybe didn't believe them the way that they thought the league would or should. So maybe the league isn't all that troubled, and maybe they will let him play. But, you know, if he's physically ready, if they can get him up to speed, in theory, he could play as soon as week nine. But boy, that's a lot to ask for, especially if the trade doesn't happen until next Tuesday. Now, if it happens today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, you got a little extra time to get him ready for week nine. And, and, and uh, that's why I won't be surprised if it happens this week.
0: If I'm Casario, I delay it to the last possible second. I
4: don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. Oh, you don't beat. want to see him week nine. No. Oh, you're absolutely right. You know? Not not that they have a great chance of winning the game anyway, but you don't want Sean Watson for his first game with a new team to be sticking it to to your team. Wow.
0: Mike Florio, pro football talk here on the Rich Eisen show. Walk me through the protocol that Devontae Adams is gonna to have to go through to potentially get on the field on thursday even though that appears highly unlikely
4: yeah vaccinated player test positive and the vaccinated players get tested once a week if you're positive you have to have two negatives at least 24 hours apart and from monday to thursday that's a tall order now we haven't seen any news of further positives today they split the teams up into three different chunks for the weekly test most important players would be i assume as early as possible so you have a chance of turning it around But I don't think there's been anybody who was vaccinated who tested positive who was back within five or six days. They've all missed at least one game, whether it's a coach or whether it's a player. So I'd be stunned if Devontae Adams is available on Thursday night, and they don't have defensive coordinator Joe Barry either. The question is between now and Thursday, will there be more who test positive? You know, people have asked me, Rich, well, is there a chance the game gets postponed? I don't get the impression the league has any appetite uh-huh. whatsoever this year to delay any game for any reason. And I don't know what the magic number is between 11 healthy players right. and 46, but somewhere in there, you know, there's a minimum that they'll go forward with. But when you've got 69 total guys available – it's going to take a lot to get to the point where a team would get some sort of a dispensation to not proceed with a game. Well, I
0: mean, last year without a vaccine, if you remember Thursday night, Green Bay took on San Francisco, and San Francisco was, you know, maybe pulling somebody from, you know, uh, their, their their training staff to go suit up as a wide receiver. I mean, I remember that. That was that was wild. But the league still went ahead and made them play. You know, the Broncos versus the Saints. I I, I don't know that that would be a that would be a surprise to me. Um, what about what is happening speaking to San Francisco uh what is, I'll just open it up what, what's happening there what are you what are you hearing about about the coach and about the, the quarterback and about Trey Lance and this team that's two and four right now and we're already talking about how two and five Seattle that the division's history um, that's becoming an object that's not nearly as close as they'd like to appear in the rearview mirror of Arizona and, and Los Angeles. What's going on with the 49ers?
4: You know, it's amazing. It occurred to me last night when the Seahawks lost to the Saints that the Seahawks and the 49ers had that epic last game of the season, game number 256 on NBC to end the 2019 season with the number one seed in the balance yeah. in the NFC. And now the 49ers are 2-4 and four and the Seahawks are 2-5. and five less than two years later just shows you how quickly things can change. And with the 49ers, I personally think that they are scarred by the fact that they passed on Patrick Mahomes in 2017 and that they said no thank you to Tom Brady in 2020 when he wanted to come home and play for the 49ers. They're like, now we're good with Jimmy Garoppolo. They saw both of those guys playing against each other in Super Bowl 55, and I just think they, they, they got a little desperate and they outsmarted themselves. I think they would have been in on Matthew Stafford if they'd had the chance, that deal got done before they even knew what was going on. They made the call to get Aaron Rodgers the night before the draft, even though they'd already given up three first-round picks to get in position, two first-round picks plus the 12th overall to get in position to take quarterback with number 3, and then they ended up taking a guy who everyone regards as a project. Like, okay, we we need an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. We need somebody better than him. And they give up all that stuff, and they get a guy who's not going to be ready, so it's going to be Jimmy until the guy's ready. I just think that it's just an inherent mess at the quarterback position. Mm. And now Trey Lance is already injured, and who knows how much longer Jimmy Garoppolo is going to hold on. And I, I'm concerned that, that we're going to see John Lynch on a very hot seat because Kyle Shanahan runs the show. And I think before he would be gone, usually the GM gets to hire two coaches before the GM's in trouble. In San Francisco, the coach is in charge and he may he may to save himself have to find a new GM who does a better job of helping him set the table because they've just made a bunch of bad decisions. They have a very good team, but they made a bunch of bad decisions. And if you take out twenty nineteen, Rich, their five years have been a major disappointment. I think Peter King said earlier today. They are eight games under five hundred, even with that spectacular 2019 season.
0: Mike Florio here on Pro Football Talk. A couple minutes left with him right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So, um, what is the topic of discussion uh, at the NFL fall meeting with the membership, as it's referred to? What what is happening? What's on the docket there today?
4: Well, you know, the Sunday ticket thing is very fascinating because there's momentum toward DirecTV keeping – the satellite side of it and someone else having the streaming side of it. And one of the big issues there is the bars out there and the restaurants, they're not equipped to stream like homes are and individuals walking around with their phones. They need that satellite delivery to have the maximum exposure in those settings. So I could see a, a hybrid come out of that where it's satellite for DirecTV and streaming for someone else. And people are very interested in what happens with the Sunday ticket package. But you know, the elephant in the room is the WFT situation. And Peter King suggested in Football Morning in America that they won't talk about it very much in open sessions because, you know, somebody may blab. But I can't imagine there won't be questions of owners. There already have been some. Woody Johnson was asked about it, and he politely punted. But, you know, the commissioner, he does his end-of-meetings press conference, Mm -hmm. and it'll be interesting to see – how aggressive the questioning is with all the different wrinkles all the angles who who ordered the code red on John Gruden why did it happen during the season not before or after what are you doing about the congressional inquiry there's a lot of meat there and and uh, I'll be fascinated to see how many questions he gets on that on that broader topic of the investigation and the email leakage
0: wasn't the Gruden weren't the Gruden emails in question part of a separate um, litigation that were redacted or is it possible that that's where those emails Came from, and what else are you hearing about what Gruden's next move is going to be? I, I can't imagine that he's not going to just that he's just going to sit and say nothing to nobody forever, right? Like, what are you hearing about that? About those two subject
4: matters? Well, HBO sent around an email last week with uh, some quotes from their Real Sports podcast, where Andrea Kramer explained that a producer there called up John Gruden out of the blue. And he said the truth will come out. Of course, the most common reaction to that is, well, I, 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 it already has come out. But I think there's a different truth he's possibly referring to as to how this all went down and why it happened when it happened in the middle of a season when, at the latest, the league knew about these in June. Now, my understanding is while going through the emails, the six hundred and fifty thousand emails that the league says were all sent to and from Bruce Allen, and that's a lot of emails. That's 178 on average per day wow. every day for ten years. But but assuming that's true, regardless, while going through those, they found the Gruden emails. And I'm told by June they were fully aware of the contents. They may have been aware of them before then and just didn't act on it. But then the commissioner asked some executives to kind of put it all together and give them a summary and right before the first one leaked to the Wall Street Journal, the league had decided to send a packet to the Raiders, like, hey, what are you going to do about this? But the fact that it all came to head during the season is just, if you're a Raiders fan, now even though they're 2-0 without Gruden, it has to be troubling. This could have happened, you know, in theory it could have happened in January, and you go hire a new coach, and you just move on. Or you just hold it until after the season. You let Gruden get through the year, and then you hold on. Why did it happen in October? And maybe that's one of the things Gruden's going to try to get to the bottom of and why him why not anybody else whose emails may be caught up in that trove that they refuse to show us even though we've seen enough of it that i think it's easy to make the argument that we should maybe see all of it
0: mike appreciate the time we'll see you on pro football talk every single morning on nbc sports on peacock appreciate you calling into the westwood one halftime show yesterday and this show today as always Thanks, Rich. great talk to you pal. Right back at you that's mike Fleur at pro football talk must follow I still don't understand why anybody would trade for Deshaun Watson now. I just don't get it. It's just too much at risk. I mean, it's like, what? How do you? And plus, before you strike the trade and it's done, don't you? Ha- you have to be given permission to talk to him, right? Like you have to. I think so. You have to. You have to tell the Dolphins. I mean, or tell the uh, Texans. We got to talk to him that permission maybe has already been granted i don't i don't i don't know like how do you do you pull the trigger on it without talking to him and run the risk that the 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 league could do something or a grand jury that you have no idea where they're doing or what they're doing like i know i know stephen ross has resources and so does david tepper wouldn't you hire somebody wouldn't you hire your uh your uh you know the firm to go check it out, your Wilford Brimley to go check it out. Like yeah. right? And go investigate it and Absolutely. go to Houston and live there for like two weeks and poke around to everybody. I mean, like Ask that's what lot you would of do.
1: Questions. yeah. That's, Everyone's why saying-
0: I, that's why I'm thinking this just doesn't happen. It will not. It just it can't happen. And then and then the Texans run the risk of their draft choices that they acquire getting worse for them. Do it at the end of the season and You'll have a better sense of the team that acquires him. Will have the better sense of what the known unknowns are.
2: Everyone a- and just then, seems so sure that if he gets traded, he's going to play.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. That he's going to play. What? That he wouldn't be ready physically to play, or, or that the league, no, will, no, allow that the league will allow him to play. No, no, the league will
1: allow him to play.
0: If they if they haven't put him on the exempt list now, why would they do it next week? Because he's now a viable candidate yeah, to play. Yeah,
1: he's actually going to play. I don't I mean, know. It's if been I, obvious since the beginning that he wasn't going to play for
0: Houston. N- but nothing's changed between the circumstances that would have allowed them to put it on, put him on then, as to now. I, I, don't, know. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I, don't you think the NFL Players Association would go nuts over that? I would assume so. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I've got some thoughts on the Raiders. That's part of my four downs. That's part of my four downs. Don't you dare, dare miss it. I, I, I proffer to say it's a good one. And then your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, o o o Auto Parts Helpful and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at o'ReillyAuto.com/slash Eisen. That's o'ReillyAuto.com/slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Before we get to Four Downs, let's, uh, let's take some phone calls here on the program. Uh, Spencer in Nashville, Tennessee. What's up, Spencer?
1: How you doing, Rich? What's up, I sir? I heard you being honored uh, for your contributions to St. Jude and what the work you do there. And as I told the person when I called in about 16 years ago, I was an executive with a restaurant chain, national restaurant chain, and mm-hmm. one of our employees had a child who had to go into St. Jude. And I went up there to visit with the child and the employee to show my support. And I got to tell you, Rich, when I walked out of there later that day and I heard you being honored and I could feel that you were getting choked up, I got choked up all again. Mm. Man. And ever since I visited St. Jude, I've given to them every year. No. And I just want to congratulate you on what you're doing to support that and like I said, I'm driving along and it choked me up. Mm-hmm. I had to pull over because wow. tears were coming to my eyes and was bringing back such memories of going into that facility and seeing those children, seeing the staff and how upbeat and positive everybody was. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I walked out of there and I said, you know what? Every day for me is going to be different because you got things to be thankful for. If those people can do that and stay positive. I surely can do the same thing, and I wanted to congratulate you on being honored.
0: Well, beautifully said. Well said, sir, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you calling and saying that, and, you know, I hope everything turned out okay for, you know.
1: It did. It did. It did. It It turned out perfectly. That That child, later on, I was able to go to his graduation from high school.
0: That's what it's about, isn't it? that's what it's about.
1: yes it is yes it is brother yes it is thanks for the call Keep up the good work thank you just keep up the good work man
0: i'll keep on running best i can one foot in front of the other and just make sure that me running doesn't look like that nine overtime penn state illinois game (laughs) it's too late though (laughs) wow father time keeps striking (laughs) eric in nashville oh you got a couple nashville tennessee what's going on eric yeah, hey,
2: Rich just wanted to echo some of Spencer's thoughts there. I meant to call back in uh, April when you when the run was first shown mm-hmm. uh, that after seeing your run, I donated a uh, sixty dollars and thirty cents to match your six hundred three. So <laughs> if you could run slower next year,
1: you'll get a little more from uh, me.
0: Oh man, I you know I don't know if I want you to peg you know, your donation to my run because my preparation is gonna hopefully, you know, lower my time. But I <laughs> I I appreciate the sentiment. I really do.
2: Well it's well, for you it has been pretty steady right in that between what, five nine eight and six oh three. Yeah. So you've been pretty steady. So right. unless you start taking some some more of that deer antler spray and get down to four because yeah. <laughs> we're be pretty steady.
0: Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. That's a reference to an old run rich run. Uh, we did that, you know.
2: When was
1: that? Well, that was the... you just look
0: after the rate when the Ravens went to the Super Bowl and they were they were talking about yeah. Ray, uh, Ray Lewis using deer antler spray. Remember that?
2: 2013. I so, think. yeah. So
0: the Run Rich Runner after that, I came out and I attached these antler, you know, uh, these deer antlers uh, onto uh, a spray can, and I sprayed myself with these antlers on the side of the spray can.
1: Yeah, so that would have been 2013. Wow. That's an that's
0: an eight-year uh, Run Rich Run reference. That was probably predated before we did the run. And I just want to thank also those very nice calls and very nice sentiments, but especially anybody who's donated, anybody who's donated, whether it's you pegging your donation to my 40-time or Mark Lurie, the new owner of the Timberwolves, whose big heart and big-hearted, big-walleted friends and very, very philanthropic and generous people have put the run in a totally different footing figuratively. Um, so, thanks to you all. You ready for my four downs, please? I've been waiting all day. I appreciate you saying that even though you really don't mean it, but uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you for that, Chris. You know, do you well, really mean it, though? I mean,
1: I'm playing the game, and yes, I am excited for your fourth uh, down hot take.
0: Okay, there you game. go. Here we go. Oh, uh, here's yeah. my four downs for for post-week seven prior to week eight. Go for it.
1: Hut, hut. Four downs with Rich. Here we go. Whoa! Why did he stop?
0: Oh. <laughs> Alrighty then let all right. Let's uh, let's give this one a let's give this one a whirl. Um, now that we're seven weeks uh, into the into the books, put it up, uh, Mike Hoskins. Start it off right here. Um, the Bengals made the right choice. All right. <laughs> let's not forget when we were going through the NFL draft and ready for the NFL draft. The conversation was centered around the Bengals only after we stopped talking about all the quarterbacks, right? right, right, right. We knew it was Trevor Lawrence, and then you knew that the Jets were probably going to take Zach Wilson after the 49ers traded up to three. And then the question is, what are the Falcons going to do? Are they going to go for a tight end and Kyle Pitts, or are they going to go for a quarterback? And then eventually, we eventually, yeah, well, okay, what are the Bengals going to do? Eventually, we got to that. And the conversation was got to get somebody, and there are a ton of Bengals fans who called into this show, and there was a famous meme that was going around of, you know, Joe Burrow without Penny Sewell being <laughs> yeah. drafted. He's on his back, you know, as Jamar Chase is wide open. The any pass isn't receiver. coming because he's on any wide receiver, yeah, right? Because right, right? right. Jalen Waddell is in the mix, even Devontae Smith could have been a mix in the mix there, but when he's protected, any wide receiver is wide open for Joe Burrow to throw to. That was the general sense of be sensible take the lineman, Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Bengals when all came down to screw it (laughs) we're gonna go take the kid from LSU who Burrow knows very well and threw most of his 60 touchdown passes to or a lion share to interesting use of that term since the lions are the ones who wound up with Penny Sewell but Jamar Chase let's go take him and then he drops all the passes in the preseason everyone's like what are the Bengals doing well Bengals were making the right choice all right most receiving yards of any human being to come in the NFL through his first seven games as a rookie. 201 yards against the Ravens. They made the right choice, all right. Don't forget what we were talking about from February all the way through to Jamar Chase's drafting, and then all the way through to him dropping tons of passes in the preseason. That's first down. Second down. We have reached the point of the NFL campaign where it's beginning to get late early for a ton of teams, okay? We have reached the no-sacred-cows portion of the season. What do I mean? <laughs> Sam Darnold, thanks for that start. You're 3-0. Isn't that great? And you're here in MetLife Stadium, and you're struggling against the Giants in the same way that you were seeing ghosts for frequently for the Jets in that stadium. And we have already picked up your fifth-year option, and you're, you're our guy. But we're benching you. You're sat. You're sat, and it doesn't matter how poorly this guy's performing. We're not putting you back in the game. That's P.J. Graham. That's no sacred cow right there, and, you know, you run the risk. Matt Rule's now got to own a benched quarterback starting the next week for Carolina, and we'll see how that works out. But there's no sacred cows in Detroit either, where Dan Campbell's coming to Los Angeles to take on the Rams And he's pulling out fake punts and onside kicks in the first quarter, which does, by the way, give an indication to your team to say, we need to do more than just the conventional. We've got to do stuff that is out of the box. We've got to do stuff that basically means I don't think we could just play him straight up and beat him. And that's something that his team has got to deal with. And he's got to look them in the face after that and say, we tried. And man, did they try all like heck and almost pulled off that W and they're still winless and they're still trying like heck. But well, there's no sacred cows right now. We've reached that portion already. You've week seven for a couple of teams. Third down. Third down. So when a team is, say, five and two through seven weeks. That's a good record. Or a team is four and two through seven weeks because they're on a bye week. Or they're seven and oh or they're six and one. Those quarterbacks of those teams, we talk about them as most valuable, right? Yes, absolutely, most valuable player in the NFL. And there's a lot of people pounding the drum, even for a running back in the diminisher for five and two Tennessee. So even if the quarterbacks not being the table pounded for five and two, somebody on the team is. It is now time to pound the table loudly for Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, for most valuable player in the National Football League. This guy just came up with his second career game of a completion percentage of more than 90% in a game with more than 30 pass attempts. So it wasn't just like I'm completing 90% of my passes and it's just 12 passes. Over 30. Second time he's done that in his career. And it's like, well, it's a passing league, Rich. What What does that mean? Well, since 1950, only one other quarterback has done it. Period. That's it. Once, Drew Brees in 2019. Derek Carr's now done it twice. Hmm. Derek Carr in the last two weeks against the Blitz. 13-16, 239 yards, two touchdowns, and 158.3 pass rating. Rich, why, why, why are you just talking about against the Blitz? Quarterbacks can kill the Blitz. It's not just Derek Carr. Well, that's not the only Blitz Derek Carr has been facing in the last two weeks, right? All accounts that I hear from Las Vegas, Nevada is the one person in that locker room there's a lot of leaders in that locker room but one person who has been holding it all together after they lost their coach his next door neighbor out of the blue is Derek Carr he is more valuable than just the quarterback of a team but a quarterback of a team you want to talk about a 21st century story we have finally it gets lost in the shovel a coach lost his job because of what he was emailing okay Like, that didn't happen in the 60s because there was no email. Even though some of the sentiments that was ascribed to Gruden in those emails, uh, previous coaches in the history of football might have felt similar. Coach is gone, right? Coach is gone. Poof. Derek Carr has stepped into the fray. And he has performed more than admirably on the field and apparently just as admirably for his team when they needed it most. And this team's 5-2, and two, and you can't sit here and say they're not in the mix in this division and in this conference. And I know in previous years they have stumbled and might, again, this year. But for the moment, between Week 7 and 8, Derek Carr should have the table pounded for most valuable player. So I just did that. Fourth down.
1: Fourth down. Okay, okay. I mean, that,
0: that third down might have been a hot take. A little bit, but why? Because he's just because he's Derek Carr. Is uh, that why? Because he's Derek Carr. You, nothing, you know, yeah, I don't know why
2: people slag on it's him. It's Not that sexy. I mean, I know he's second in pass yards right now, but only twelve touchdown passes. Okay, he gets sacked a lot. Got it. That team's playing for him though. I, don't you think so? That's I what I mean. I recognized it that day after the press conference. I came in here and said I thought it was over for Oakland. or I'm sorry for Las Vegas. Yes, not anymore. Like I, I think they're playing for that coach. They're playing for Carr. They're playing for one another. Don't give up on the Raiders. I agree with you.
3: I mean, I'm the one that picked them to make the playoffs
0: in here, not you guys. So. Okay. okay, I got it. That's why I'm just saying, let's pound the table for him for most valuable player. Okay, like we would for like we had for Justin Herbert when they were four and one. True. Right. I mean, like Bert. you're doing for. You're, like you're you're doing for Josh Allen, we we do it here for four and two. I just want to give him a little bit of a run. Okay,
4: okay, fair.
0: My fourth down hot take plank. What do you got? Something I hope that changes the fortune of my hot takes. Of well, they haven't day. been great. <laughs> I said the Chiefs weren't going to lose more than one game for the rest of the season. They've since lost two of three. I mentioned that the Bills aren't going to only lose one more game the rest of the season, right? Immediately lost. Did they immediately lose? Yeah, they immediately, oh, okay. they immediately lost. Tennessee Titans are playing very well <laughs> oh. right now. Tennessee Titans, we're going here. Are playing gonna, very well. We're gonna go here. Tennessee Titans are only gonna lose one game the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> one of these broken clocks is gonna be right. <laughs> Put markers down everywhere. Wow, the table's wired. I gotta hit the point. Okay, on this pass line. Or run line.
1: What's the schedule?
0: At here? Indianapolis this week. Okay. At the Rams after that. That's, that's a Sunday nighter, by the way, in SoFi. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, there. we're there. Home for the Saints. Home for Houston. At New England. Home for Jacksonville. At Pittsburgh. Home for San Francisco and Miami. Then at Houston. That's a hot take. Uh, it's a hot take. But I feel like you it's know a hot of,
3: of that schedule. Yeah. You know, they might lose this week.
0: Rams, maybe Patriots, well, you know. Don't blame me, Titans fans. I nicknamed him the Diminisher, and he likes it. <laughs> that's my four I,
1: I enjoy you tripling down on this bit.
0: Well, it's the Letterman style, uh, rule yeah, of comedy. Just keep going. Take something, yeah. keep mentioning it, yep. keep joking about it, then pound it into the dirt, and then keep talking about it. And then it'll still be funny or try to be.
1: So if the Titans lose this week, who's next week? Bengals? Uh, I don't know.
0: I might have to start looking at the NFC.
1: Green Bay, yeah.
0: Might have to look at the NFC. Well done. Okay. Uh, We'll take a break. Come back. Aaron Rodgers has spoken. Uh, He spoke this week. It was actually for the general meeting, not just Pat, because there's a Thursday night game. So he spoke about Devontae Adams and so much more. I'll tell you what he had to say and get you set. Oh, by the way, our guest list for the rest of the week is terrific. We'll set you up on that, too. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network,
4: where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: This is The Rich Eisen Show.
0: All right, back on The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, uh, folks. when was the last time you thought about your dream? This morning. Yeah, is that right? Did you really think
2: about your dream this morning? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and you you're need exempt from this. Uh, it's time for you and your dream to get back together. Certainly, if your dream is to see the country or start a business or just live the van life, that Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans can help you live. Live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, folks. Tour all around the country. Visit every... One of the 423 national park sites. Build a mountain cabin with someone in your family. Start your own business. It's really whatever you dream up because it's a Mercedes-Benz van we're talking about here. So you can expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. You can expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine. So what do you say? Because it runs just like a dream. Visit your local Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter. Tell them your dream sent you. How does that sound?
2: Sounds great. Okay. I want one of those.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe that's what Tom Brady should have thrown in with uh, with everything else. <laughs> yeah, that okay. would so I definitely gave the ball under that. You guys are all complaining that this guy who got the game ball or the two the six hundredth career touchdown ball of Tom Brady's handed to him Not like an unwitting Mike Mike uh, Evans. He, he he didn't get enough. He got a signed Brady jersey. He got signed Brady uh, football. He got Mike Evans's shoes. He yeah. also got his signed jersey. He got a credit to the Buccaneers team <laughs> store. A thousand bucks. I mean, let me, <laughs> I mean I, 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 that's a, a lot. Come on bucks. now. Come on, <laughs> Bucks. I mean, but that's should've
2: a been, lot. It should have been ten thousand. You know, I don't know should've how had the store you, named after a him a Bucks Guess Black that?
0: Card. He got season Byron passes Kennedy's for the store. rest of this season and next. And Tom Brady last night said that Byron Kennedy had more of a leverage. He had hand. Had uh, hand. You missed this? But Brady gave him a Bitcoin. It's what he said on the
3: Manning cast last night. I
0: know. Night. We got that? We got the Manning cast from last night? Here we go.
3: Yeah, yeah. Did you get the ball, ball back? back? We got it back. So I got it back. Yeah. There was a lot Where of negotiation is it? Is it in, in is order it in to ca- get the ball is it back. In can- is, it, is the ball in Canton, or have you made it into an NFT? Talk <laughs> about what the ball is. <laughs> it's it's short, shortly an NFT. You can autograph.io. You go there to bid on it. Uh, There's a lot of great things, auction items, memorabilia. And there's my boy, Tim, negotiating with Byron, who gave to me. Byron realized he lost all of his leverage once he gave the ball away. He should have held it and then Um, had as much leverage as possible. Amateur move. Yeah, yeah. If he would have held it, he would have been sitting in the Tom Brady suite for the rest of the season, but uh, (laughs) amateur move on his part. Hey, I think it worked out pretty well. It just showed kind of what he got right there from it. But I'm also giving him a Bitcoin, which, I mean, that's pretty cool, too. So, at the end of the day, I think he's still making out pretty well.
2: I mean, look, they even said he should have. Brady said he should have held on He's joking. Is he? No. Yes, he is. He's
0: joking. Tom's a businessman, Rich. And so is Peyton Manning. They all want the ball back. And you know what? DJ said it perfectly earlier today. You know? You would get the scorn of your favorite player? Like, what? honestly, Brady's given him a coin worth $70,000 that could only go up the rest of his life.
2: Yeah, now, okay. He's got a Brady a Bitcoin. He's got
0: a Brady jersey. He's got a Brady ball. He's got Mike Evans' cleats. He's got Mike Evans' jersey, which he doesn't clearly need to buy with his $1,000 credit in the store. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the one that got. And he me. gets.
0: And he gets seasoned. That's the only one that I got there. I'm like, come on, Glazers, can you kick it up a notch a little bit okay. for that guy there? Five, come on, and- you get a thousand dollar credit in the store. I'm not mad at the Bitcoin. You gotta, I mean, you shouldn't be mad at the Bitcoin. At the it's Bitcoin. a Brady Bitcoin.
1: Shouldn't be mad at the Bitcoin.
0: By the way, and he's got and he, and he's got free tickets to next year's. Season when he go for the three pee. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like what talking. Are you talk- and and he and he has got a story to tell the rest of his life. I'm the guy who gave the the ball back. Yeah, so you she, wanted him to give it back for nothing. Yeah. No, I you said I did not say nothing. You said he should just give it back to them. Yeah, It's not his ball, just return it. No, not hold out. I said he shouldn't hold out for $500,000, Chris. But
1: that's the He should have obviously got something
0: back because Brady should do that. Like that's a classy move on Brady's part. Classy move by the fan to say I'm not going to try and hold you up
1: for he, millions he didn't hold of the dollars. He
0: hostage, but he could have got a little more. I'm just that's what I'm saying. It's just like you don't sit there and say I want I know that this ball is worth a half a million dollars and I'm not giving it back for a penny less. Tom Brady worth millions. And Brady can't just sit there and say thanks for the ball. Adiós. Give yeah, him a Bitcoin. Come on. That's nice. Guy goes to a game and now he's $70,000 plus richer. He's going to the games for free next year. Yeah, he's pretty- got he's got a signed jersey and ball from the greatest player of all time and he's got this assigned signed uh um He's got game-worn cleats and a signed jersey from what could arguably uh, be the best receiver in the history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's all said and done.
2: I think that's already handled,
0: right? That, that's already handled, right? And the, the only thing that's different, well, a little more at the store. You know, what little they, the A little store, more at the store. A little store. more at the store. A little so, more so, at his beak for his whole family that? and his friends. You know, they should close the store and just basically say go. Yeah, whatever you want. One night. One hour, like supermarket sweep. Yes. Oh, supermarket nice. sweep. Yeah, like give it, give it, put three minutes on the clock. Yeah. Whatever you want. And, and give them this huge, this huge uh, <laughs> Shop shopping them. cart and let them go, like supermarket sweep. <laughs> exactly. They should have gave him a game of Super Bowl
2: ring. Oh, that's a no. little. Oh, that, that, was, that, that was last season's team, though.
0: No. The guy got a ball. Without him even knowing it would come on now, man. Oh, won the lottery. You want to him. get paid like you won the lottery.
1: Hey, he'll be able to write the book, How I Gave the Ball Away to Everything quick else is he'll great.
0: Right. I just think that, you know, the bucks come on. So I think. There's uh, a thousand few- dollars is just like, uh, <laughs> the, the, well, like the receipts are a little bit light be- since Brady came to town <laughs> in the <laughs> buck store.
2: Henry, I, I, I want, want my money. You got to figure the average price <laughs> of something in my the money. store is probably like 30 bucks for a hat, right?
0: Thirty-five it, it, bucks for a head. Exactly, so it all adds up. Team stores are expensive. How much, is How much is the Ronald Jones bobblehead? You know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, got, it's got to be twenty-nine you ninety-nine. Know, I want the pirate ship to float. You know the Cameron Break cozy. You know what nice. I mean? I want nice. the ship nice. completely floatable. By the way, there were people on YouTube <laughs> who I think were. I think overwhelmingly on the side of <laughs> hold on to the football. Come on, they really were. But then there were people who were like taking shots at us, like calling us Like you're getting it with both hands. And we we saying that You rats. shouldn't trust us. What? First of all, it's not like you left your wallet and we picked it up and snatched it and then t- didn't return you. it. I trust you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So for the people to say that, like, come yeah, on, yeah, with, come like, no, you're you're, you're pump, the people. Puppy your breaks their lamp. The people
0: are collecting cards. You like your collectibles. Yeah, like collectibles. Your shoes. You chose them at the last second. You know because you want to make sure they're what, not the worth $1.7 like Jordan didn't actually wear them one
2: day. Well, I, you know, I didn't want to wear them outside and get them mm-hmm. dirty,
0: you know. I understand that. That's so, Damn. you know, you you get a little touchy yeah. when it comes to collectibles and what fans deserve I and just, all that sort of
2: business. Look, look at this at green, Brockman. I mean, I don't know, Now I'm reading the comments, TJ. This is what you've done to me. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't go do down it. that. Like I said, it's overwhelmingly on the side <laughs> of he it. should have kept the ball. Right. Just like so you know. I
0: said, everything checks out fine to me except the the store credit. Come on.
2: <laughs> and it's it's content. Give him a give him a shopping cart and let him go. Content. I'm just fill it up. Content. And let, let me be honest about something. We were doing that yesterday for the show for yeah. radio, but like if I was really there in that situation, I don't know I would have had no, to think
0: about it. Don't even go no, down, down do. that road anymore. Just no,
2: no. yesterday, I was guy, like, I definitely
0: would have a guy kept the chance of I just know. like snagging as many foam fingers as he can within 20 seconds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. We're good. Button on this issue. Let's, we're buttoned yeah. up. Button.
2: Right. He got the Bitcoin, and that's dope. So yes, that's right. and from Tom Brady. Don't yeah. sell. Hold Tom Brady to Bitcoin. The moon. Hold Bitcoin. Hold write that
0: down. To, to the moon. That. Tom but Brady's Bitcoin. Tom Brady Bitcoin is a great fantasy team name. To the moon, Rich.
2: I think we're going to need to get this guy on the show. Truly thanks for buttoned.
0: taking in this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Thanks to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes for uh, setting that one up, along with our friends at Westwood One. And thanks also to you for taking in this show. We'll chat again on Wednesday with Joe Buck. First up.